This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we'll be talking about some new grub spots, the band, and week one of football. Welcome to episode 45 of the Spivey Special Podcast. We got another fun one on deck. We got we're all over the place. We've got like four different topics we're hitting tonight. We're just getting wild, but let's just jump right into it tonight. No stories? You no don't want to hear about my you don't want to hear about the pedicure Harper gave me this tonight? No, I really don't. We don't want to hear picture. about my feet. That's good enough. <laughs> all right, well let's go ahead. Let's jump right in. We're gonna start off with food court files. All right. It's time for the Food Court Files. All right, this week for Food Court Files, we are going to be talking about uh, two new grub spots that we found. One that we went to, my wife and I and the kids went this last week. And uh, the other one we went for Troy's birthday, which is pretty fun. Spooky. You're an old man. Look how gray you are. You're an old man. Well, look how fat you are. How did you get older than me? How did that happen? I don't know. That's weird. All right. So, well, the first one we talked to, this is the one that I went to this last week. We went to Granzella's, which if you've never heard of, that's totally fine because it's in the middle of nowhere. It is in Williams, California, or like some random stop on I-5 North, which is where <laughs> Williams, California is. We drove about an hour to get there, but... It was well worth it because we had an awesome sandwich. So Granzella's originally I had heard of on an episode of Driver. What is it? Drivers, Divins, and Diners, Drivins. Yeah, I got you with Drivers. Diners, Drivins, and Dives. (laughs) Yeah, Drive. Jerry's masterpiece. Maybe the best show ever made. Originally aired uh, season 29, episode 18, also known as the Chico, California episode. This was a favorite of him on his way to Chico because he's from like Santa Rosa or wherever he's from. Um, Great food though. I don't know. This place is so good. It's starting to grow like in, uh, they have like the deli and then they have a restaurant that's a bar. And then across the street, they have like a headquarters with like a gift shop. And now there's a hotel and I was like, this is like a Knott's Berry situation. I feel like we're going to have roller coasters here in a couple of years. If you build it, Zach will come. I will come. If there's some sort of weird sandwich-related theme park that I can go to, <laughs> I will be getting season passes to it. All right, let's talk about the things that we ate. Um, Heather got a Reuben sandwich. Very good deli sandwich. But that is not the reason that you drive over an hour to get to Williams, California. You drive to get a New Orleans Mufaleta. Mufaleta? I don't know how you say it. It's a weird word. Um, fantastic sandwich. Um, so the Mufaleta, Mufaleta. We're going to go with Mufaleta. That's sexier. That's sexier, yeah. Got that hard <laughs> E in there. I like it. Sure. So the sandwich has got salami, mortadella, provolone cheese, on a sourdough roll. But what makes it amazing is the muffaletta olive salad that is on this thing. 
And if you've not had this, I bought a jar of it. I'm going to hold it up so that you can see it. This Ooh, is how good it is. I bought it. That looks so good. I'm about to start eating it out of this jar. So this is what's in it. Sicilian-style olives, Kalamata olives, olives, yeah. Greek-style peppers, cauliflower, carrots, celery, mushrooms, artichokes, garlic, onion, red peppers, spices, and then some oils and stuff. So everything. And basically, yeah. It is... You just take all of the veggies and olives that you have and you pickle them and you put them in a jar and then you put that on your sandwich. That sounds delicious. Fantastic meal. All the sandwiches in this place are incredible. Totally worth the drive if you live in the Sacramento area or even if you don't. Come from Florida or wherever. It's worth the drive. It's a great sandwich. That's a, that's a long drive for a sandwich. Come from Florida. We're about to drive... Uh, to SoCal again. Miles. We're, we're going to drive like seven hours and get a sandwich that Heather wants on the way down on our vacation in a couple weeks. It's true, but we're already going there. Spoiler <laughs> alert, we plan the vacation around the sandwich. All right, Trent, why don't you tell us about the place that we went for your birthday when you turned, what are you, like 58? 32, baby. 32. That's right, old man. <laughs> 32. All right, so we went to a place in Auburn, California. Um, it was about 40-minute drive from the golf course we were at. Anyways, and we went to this uh, newer place called the Station Public House. Um, it's an outside barish area, I would say. They have picnic tables with umbrellas and misters, and you order up at the bar. They had quite the beer assortment. Um, I think we would probably would have chose different beers next time we went, but they definitely did not go to waste. Um, the food there was really, really good. We weren't sure if they had food when we walked up and the guy in line's like, dude, get the food. All right. Don't go anywhere else. This food here is good. So we started out, we were a little bit hungry. Um, this was just for Zach. Um, we got two, it was weird. It was two like cookie sheets full of chips. And then we got pulled pork sliders, two of them that we split. And then um, we also got wings as appetizers. So we had four different things as appetizers. It was me, Zach, our dad, and our buddy Kev that went. So those are the four things we got. And then for the main course, Zach went with the Cubano sandwich. On this sandwich was citrus roasted pork, sliced ham, Swiss cheese, pickles, Cuban aioli, and it was all on a pressed baguette. Zach, just let the people know how you felt about this sandwich. Well, I felt like a rebel because everyone else got the same thing. You guys are so boring. I had to get yeah. something different. Um, very good, though. I'm doing my Troy analysis there. It was very nice. That is nice. So um, what also was good is if you kicked it up a notch and you got waffle fries, the waffle fries there were very, very good to go along with the sandwich, which I think we all did because it's America. I got garlic fries. Oh, did you? Yeah. I went all out, man. I I reveled it up. You guys were just like, oh, let's all get the same thing. I don't think any of us talk like that, but that's a pretty good. I think that's how you talk. <laughs> that's how I hear it when you talk. Ooh, I'm yeah, Troy. I've got headphones on. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> how I talk. 
So the rest of us, because we make good life choices, we all got the smokestack burger. Now this burger was good. <laughs> so it's a bacon and smoked cheddar infused ground chuck patty. It had chipotle aioli sauce, which really actually did kick it up a notch. I'm not a big spice guy, and this was about to my limit on the spice. Um, it had mixed Ketchup greens. Ketchup is too much spice for you, though. I know. Mixed so greens. I don't really know about that recommendation. It, it sounded like it was really good. Tomatoes and red onions, and this was on a brioche bun. This was very good. That's my good. favorite we, type of bun. We took a picture, and we had it on our social we didn't take a picture and have it on our social media. We just ate it really fast. We should have taken a picture and put it on our social media. But this place, out in Auburn, real nice outdoor area, um, good service. The atmosphere was good. Um, it was a good experience, even with some of the COVID uh, restrictions going on right now. They only asked that you wore your mask when you ordered up at the front desk, and then every table was spaced out nicely. No, it seems like a great place. Outdoor picnic tables. They had misters, big umbrellas. So it was pretty hot that day, but we were pretty comfortable. Yeah, it didn't even feel like, I think it was close to 100 that day, and it didn't feel like it at all. Yep, definitely recommend that place for a shorter drive from Sacramento, but definitely go to Granzella's if you've got some time to kill and you need a killer sandwich. Trey, is that all we got for Food Court Files? That's it. Quick and to the points. Those are two places that we really think you guys should do. Absolutely go to those places and support them. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Remember That Thing. Today's episode is presented by Vare. Vare was founded with the goal of building an affordable, everyday wristwatch that blends tasteful design with extreme durability and functionality. Vare returns a sense of dignity to affordable wristwatches and are built to last. Vare is a true American watch company specializing in both quartz and automatic watches. And Vare is offering Spivey Special Podcast listeners 15% off if you use the code PODGO15. That's P O D G O 1 5. So go to VareWatches.com, V A E R, is how you spell Vare, to learn more and get your new timepiece today. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. All right, this week for Remember That Thing, Troy's got a crazy memory from our childhood that we were kind of discussing that we want to talk about on the show this week. So, Because it's our show and we do what we want. We do whatever we want. <laughs> this show's for us. We don't care if anyone else listens. This is, the target audience is just me and Troy. Yeah. And I maybe mean, Kyle Woods. <laughs> he likes a lot of our social shout out to kyle woods what's going on my man <laughs> haven't seen you well i saw you uh, i think you worked at an oil stop i saw him there that's a great story pretty big right. news that's the whole story all right we're moving on we saw him at oil stop <laughs> all right so we wanted to talk about a story it's a remember that thing because it kind of reminds you of the weird things that you do when you're a kid and you kind of just forget about them for like five, 10 year stretches. And then someone brings it up and you kind of remember every little detail about what was happening. So uh, this game that we played. I wouldn't say it was a game. I, thought I feel we like it was a game. That's how you got me involved in it. Okay. But I'll, I'll paint the picture for you, baby bird. All right. So close, everyone close your eyes. I mean, you don't have to, but it's better when you hear it this way. The year's 1995. I am seven years old. 
Zach is nine years old and probably about 200 pounds lighter. So <laughs> at least, at least. So it's 95. We lived in the Citrus Heights area for those that uh, are from around here. And, you know, as kids, what you did, at least when we were little, you woke up, sun came out, you went outside and you played, came in for lunch, you went back out and played, and then you came back inside for dinner. So we had these neighbors. We had a lot of neighbors on our street growing up. Um, the Planterics up the street. If you guys are listening, hello. Um, Crazy Craig down the street. Scott. Vito. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Cody Schofield at one point. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty wild neighborhood. But our next door neighbors, um, the Woods, you had Brett. I like to go youngest to oldest, and that's not even youngest to oldest. Brett, Kyle, <laughs> and Sharla, and then Amberly came later. That was like in the Western era, though. We don't. Like yeah, they to were talk like the same age. It's weird. So, anyways, we would play all these crazy games like capture the flag, cops and robbers. But I think the craziest thing that we did, looking back on it now, is we kind of made a band between us and our neighbors. But in the band, none of us knew how to play instruments or sing very well. So we was just kind of so pretend. we improvised. <laughs> yeah. So we had big, and there was one. We'll talk about it in a minute here. There was one cassette that we listened to with two songs that are absolute bangers that everyone knows today. Um, Brett, which was the youngest of all of us, he would play the fictitious drums. Um, Kyle would play the fictitious guitar, but we would like kind of play it, but the radio would kind of drown it out. Zach and I, we were debating about this beforehand. Zach said he played the keyboard, but I don't even remember we had a keyboard, so it must have been like an air keyboard. Could have been a keytar. That That's probably more realistic. And then um, I think I played the tambourine because that was my fictitious skill set at the time. Uh, and then the one gal in our group, Sharla, I think she was our lead singer, if I remember correctly. That would make sense. And so some of the um, band names that I thought that we should have had back then, but I don't think we ever came up with one. Um, Lost in the Woods, because that was their last name. And then Big Zach and the Boys in the Back. Because <laughs> Zach just was, wasn't big, but he's big now. So that's why I came up with I it. I was the biggest. <laughs> Because I was were. the oldest. You were the oldest. You still are, actually. It's funny how that works. So, I anyways, I don't know if that's true. I'm looking at a picture <laughs> of you right now. I'm pretty sure you're older than me. So the cassette tape that we had had two songs. I think that was all that was on that. It side. must have had more than two songs. But we always stopped it after the second. We only song. liked these two songs. So the first song was Roll to Me by Delamitri. Zach, give us a little sample of that song. I'm not going to sing that song. Sorry. <laughs> and I don't think I had ever seen <laughs> such a good song. So we would play that song over and over and over and over again in the neighbor's garage. And our parents, I think, made us go to the neighbor's garage to play that just so they didn't have to hear us. Is my I think we played in there because it was summer and we needed to be in the shade. That's true. That seems like something would, we would do. I wish it was now. We just I feel stand like we would have been. We would, <laughs> I feel like we would have been playing street hockey instead of doing that if it was cooler. 
All right, and then or the fishing second... net baseball or something. Oh, we played a lot of stupid games. Um, <laughs> so the second song that was on this cassette, so you had Roll to Me, and then I'll Be There for You by the Rembrandts, which is the Friends theme song. So those are the two songs. In the Neighbor's Garage, just getting after it. We were probably one of the best bands I've ever heard of. It was like a Partridge Family situation where none of us were really playing except maybe one of us. <laughs> like we had David Cassidy and then that we had a lot of Danny Bonaduce's in the back playing the fake drums. We had only Danny Bonaduce's. <laughs> we didn't even have David Cassidy. <laughs> we could have been Big Zach and the Danny Bonaduce's. That would have been a better band name. We missed out. We really did. <laughs> so that was just one crazy memory we thought of this week. Um, shout out to Kyle, Brett, and Charlotte Woods. Their dad, though, actually was really good in the bongos. He'd play them all the time. So they were more uh, musically inclined than we were. I think Kyle still plays the He's guitar. very, very good at the guitar. And you know why? Because he was part of Big Zach and the Boys in the Back. Mm -hmm. And I think that he really needs to give you credit for really shooting his career off. Right. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got for Remember That Thing. That was quite the story that we came up with. <laughs> I don't know who the target audience for that story is, Troy, but I'm glad we shared it with everybody. I don't think we have a target audience, but it, guys, give us a shout out on our social media if you have any crazy stories of what you guys did as kids. We'd love to hear it. There's got to be lots of stories of people singing into hairbrushes and that kind of thing. And I just want to make sure that we're just not crazy for having a Delamitri cover band playing I mean, fake instruments. If you lived in the 90s and you didn't have a Delamitri cover band, I don't know if I even want to be your friend, honestly. All right. I think that's all we got for Remember That Thing. Um, I think before we take our next break, Troy, are you ready for your rants? I We're am. bringing back I... the rants. I don't think we have a drop for it yet or a name for the segment. It's just the Randy Rant, man. Yeah. The exactly Randy Rant. Zach doesn't have one this week, but I'm going to go ahead and go no, for it. I've been it. in a pretty good mood this week. I don't have anything to rant about. I'm still mad right. at Taco Bell. Stupid Taco Bell. Why do you make the choices you do? All right, so here's my I rant. I hate so much of the things you choose to be. <laughs> All right, so this week my rant's going to be about serving sizes. My issue is who is the person that's picking these serving sizes? Half a package of ramen noodles, 21 Cheetos, which is only a third of a small bag, three Oreos, or one-third of a box of Kraft mac, mac and cheese. When does it stop? Can we start having adults do these serving sizes, please? What do they think? All fat guys are good at multiplication? Well, they aren't, and that's why they don't count calories, and they are fat. Let's get a chart on the back so we can all figure this out and we can all get thin. Forget the gym. Let me know 15 Oreos is approximately 1,050 calories and maybe I put a sleeve back. All right. You are better than that serving size person. Give big guys a chance and let's implement the chart. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it when fair. a can or something has the serving size calorie amount and then to the right of it, it's like, if you drink the whole can, it's this much. It's like, okay, thank you. I don't yeah, have to multiply just... uh, <laughs> servings in container by the number of calories. 
It's just ridiculous. All the multiplication and addition that you're going to have to do if you're trying to count calories as a larger amphibian. It's not fair. It's anti-American to make us do math. Yeah, just think Common Core now. There's no kids going to be able to count those calories. No way you're doing Common Core of 320 times three and a half. (laughs) Too hard. Good rant, Troy. I agree with you on serving sizes. All right, we're going to take our quick break here, and then we are going to come back with Sports Jug. Do you like the sweet taste of Mountain Dew? Do you like your vodka to be both inexpensive and flavored like melons? Then have we got a beverage for you. From the minds of the host of the wildly popular podcast that shares its name, we bring you the Spivey Special. One part Mountain Dew, three to four parts Burnett's Watermelon Vodka. 100% fun. Drink one at your next party or at 3 a.m. playing Halo 3. Please enjoy responsibly. Sports Jug with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right, that's enough. I'm out of breath. All right, this week for Sports Jug, we are going to start out with a Thursday night football recap. We've had one NFL game in the books, and they still haven't canceled the season yet. We've made it. We've made it. One game at a time, baby. It was really nice to see football back. Fans in the stands. They're actually pretty loud, even pumping some noise there into the stadium. But I think they were loud. For the I think 60s. the fans are just excited to have football back. I agree. I think I am. Absolutely. All right, let's get into this game. Wasn't much of a game. The Chiefs just kind of boat raced them. Yeah, the score Texans was got lo- that first score and then didn't score again till late in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I mean. It was kind of nice. Chiefs took care of business. Texans got some cheapies late. Chiefs kicked a field goal with 35 seconds left to cover the over, which everybody loves. Just a lot of good things up from the Texans. I thought David Johnson did a great job in the backfield. 11 rushes, 77 yards, and a touchdown. I think so far the trade looks good. I guess. I'm sure they would have rather had Hopkins that game, but um... – yeah, I think it's going to work out for him throughout the season. The Chiefs look really good. They have almost all of their starters back from the Super Bowl team. They have all of their coaches still. And they added uh, Hilaire at running back, who looked super good. Yeah, and they guy were had, not. Guy had 25 carries for 138 yards, had a touchdown. My only issue is like five – it says 5'8", but I think he's more like 5'7". I was afraid he was going to get knocked in half every time he got hit. I love short running backs like that, like uh, MJD or even Emmett Smith was kind of short. I just like the guys that just like disappear behind the line and they just pop out and then they're, they're there. He looks like he's pretty strong, though. It looks like he'll hold up. He doesn't look like Pat, Pat White or Lamar Jackson or something. We'll see. I mean, he's very explosive. I think that 25 carries is probably on the high end for him. I think they'll probably get him less touches. They'll probably split it as the season goes on, get more throws to like Tyreek and those kind of guys as basically runs short receiver tosses. So I think they're just happy to have a competent running back back there instead of just like random guys off the street that they're making look really good. 
I think they like to control the clock. They would give him a lot of a lot of carries in the, inside the red zone. Yeah, they. I mean, I think at halftime they had. I want to say 20 of the 30 minutes they had the ball, some close to that. They just dominated. They kind of did the opposite of what the, you know, some of the other teams try to do to the Chiefs because they don't want Patty to have the ball. It's pretty right. funny. He had an okay game, still threw for three touchdowns. And over 300 yards. I don't think he threw for 300 yards. I think he did. It was like 307. That was like 211. One of us is right. One of us is wrong. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the rest of our week one games. We got our first red zone channel day of the year. My favorite. I can't wait for Octobox. I can't wait for all the kickoffs. I can't remember. I can't wait for any all of it. I'm just so excited. Me too. I think it's gonna be a great Sunday night game too. But we'll kind of get to that as we get going. I don't think we have time for all of the games, so we are going to – we got a couple categories that we're going to touch on. I think we're going to be using these for our um, our NFL picks, basically, picks, kind of. pre-games. We're going to start with lock of the week. Troy, who is your lock of the week? You only get to pick one game. Who are you for sure is going to win? If you had a million dollars, who are you putting it on? If you know me very well – um, this is probably going to be a lock a lot of the weeks. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens, seven and a half point favorite at home. I think they're going to come out and make a statement. I know they did lose to the Browns last year, but I think that one was on the road. I think the Ravens come out, and it's going to be a lot like the Chiefs did on Thursday night, and they're going to run away with it. I'd say a double-digit win for the Ravens. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a blow-up, I think, as well. Um, I've got the Colts over the Jags, which is probably going to be my lock of the week. Most week is the Jags losing because I think they're going to be very, very bad. I think the Colts' defense is pretty good. I like their receivers. They got good running backs. I don't know for sure that Phillip Rivers is an upgrade. Um, He's pretty good. He can win some games, though. He's back there. We'll see how he does. We kind of like talked about last week. I don't think he'll have to hopefully not force it as much. He's got a decent offensive line, which he hasn't had in a while, too. So maybe if we give him a little more time, he won't be throwing crazy pick sixes. But I think even if they do, it's not like the Jags are going to be scoring and coming back the other way. Anyway, all right, what's your most intriguing game of the week? Ooh, spooky. Spooky. I'm going to go with uh, the Saints as three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Brady and the Bucks. I think that game is going to be interesting. I think it's those two at the top of that division. I think this game, week one, no preseason. I think this is going to be a big game to see who decides the division in the long run, and it happens to be week one. Zach, who intrigues you? Well, I also like that Saints Buccaneers game. I just want to see if Brady can actually do it on another team. I think that's why it's intriguing. And I don't know that it's just to see when one of them is going to fall off a cliff because it's got to happen eventually. And they're both a million years old. So I think that's the intriguing part to me. When are they going to second year Brett Favre Vikings? Peyton Manning. Who has a first years. year Brett Favre Vikings? left in them and then who has the second year of Vikings Brett Favre 
Um, I think that's what we're interested in seeing. Um, I think the Sunday night game, Cowboys-Rams, that's my intriguing game of the week. Um, I want to see what the Cowboys do with CeeDee Lamb, and I want to see what the Rams do with the healthy offensive line, which they did not have all of last year. I think Cam Akers will make a big difference for them. I have both of these teams winning their division, so I think it's going to be a fun game. And it's the first game in the new Rams stadium. I just want to see what it looks like. Yep. Zero people. That'll be (laughs) extra eerie. That's got to suck so bad. You make that brand new stadium just gorgeous. Probably the best stadium in the entire world, possibly, at this point, because it's the newest. And you get zero people allowed to go. That's awful. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a fun game. I don't really have a a pick on who's going to win. I think it's going to be super close. I'm excited. But it's going to be intriguing. I just want to watch it. I'm going to be sitting in front of the TV locked in on that one, which I usually don't. After Red Zone spoiled football for me, I can't usually just sit there and watch one game, but that will be one that I will be excited to watch. You'll flip it on the second I have. Yeah, probably. All right, uh, upset special. Troy, what is your one upset of the week? Last year, we had a really good upset special run. We had a good run at the beginning, and then we kind of – we got a little bold towards the second half after we yeah. started out hot. And then we stopped doing it. So that's <laughs> what you do. If you're a spivey, if you're doing bad, quit. <laughs> it's unfair. Someone's cheating. She got fouled. Um, my upset special is uh, we got the old Falcons at home. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs against the Seahawks. I think the Falcons are going to – they play well at home. They don't have to worry about people being upset that Chick-fil-A is closed because I don't think they're allowed to have – I'm not sure on this. I'm not sure if they're allowed to have fans. I have no idea on this fans thing, who's allowed and who's not. But I, I like the like Atlanta has fans based on no research that I've done. I think the Falcons are going to go ahead and get this one at home against the Seahawks. That's a good pick. I like, I like the Falcons this year. Um, my upset special is the – Cardinals over the 49ers. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to be a lot better this year. I think I think the 49ers are just a little too hurt to start the season. I don't know who's playing wide receiver for them. I don't think they know who's playing wide receiver for them. I think we're going to get a little bit of Super Bowl hangover, and we're going to get a little uh, crazy smoke game that might be relocated or postponed. I don't know what's going on with this game. They, there's no way they're playing this game in Santa Clara with the crazy no. orange sky. Um, so hopefully the smoke just magically goes away by Sunday and they get to have a good game, but we'll see how that goes. But I think the Cardinals are going to be sneaky. I think they can catch them early in the season. I think it might take a little bit for the Niners to get revved up. Um, I don't think the running game, which I think is going to be really good, is going to be enough to beat the Cardinals. I think they're going to be pretty high scoring. So I've I got the Cardinals over the Niners. I think it'll be close, but I think they'll – I think they'll beat them out. I heard that Sunday's supposed to be like the worst day for smoke in our area. I don't know about the Bay Area. but It's, it's supposed, supposed to be, be like a 300 yeah, that's in what San Francisco on Sunday. Like a that's purple. Bad. Like one of those yeah. ones that – like a color that doesn't usually exist, but they just they like had made it up. Yeah, they had to make it up just for this game. Yeah. They had to go to the expert to find a new color so that they could add it on there. <laughs> All the way to the top of the rainbow. All right, I think that's all we got for football. Let's move on to basketball. We had a couple real good games tonight. 
I thought they were good. We had some fun. Let's talk about Game 7, Celtics-Raptors. Raptors Should have been a closer just, game. Uh, both teams, I thought, they played well defensively. They's, no one could make a big shot, a lot of forces, especially late after Lowry, Lowry fouled out late. Van Fleet trying to create his own shot, getting stuffed. Ugh, 24 seconds for that. That was brutal. Yeah, I figured – I thought they could have got a much better shot out of that for sure. Um, but they're tired. A double overtime two days ago in a game seven that they had no business being in. I thought they kept it close. Um, valiant effort from the defending champs for sure. Um, did you watch the Denver Clippers game? I did. I blinked and the Clippers were up big and then all of a sudden here come the Nuggets. They really outplayed the Clippers. Like Clippers couldn't buy a bucket. They were stuck on, I felt like, 88 for like a year and a half. It felt like. Yeah, Jokic just kept hitting threes. They were moving it. It was it was great. I love watching him play. I love those full-court outlet passes that just like land right in someone's arms every single time. Definitely a good game. I enjoyed that one. You want to start basketball over again? Yeah. All right, let's move on to the NBA. We had a couple real good games tonight. Let's start with Game 7, Toronto Celtics. Fantastic ball game all the way through. Real back and forth. Was pulling for the Raptors because I hate Boston sports, but uh, Celtics pulled it out. Tatum hit yeah. the big shots. He got that big rebound at the end of the game on that on the two missed free throws, which was insane. And yeah, how do you not? Away. How do you not check that guy? You let him come in from the top of the key and get that rebound. That's well, he definitely wasn't fouled. He f- totally flopped. The guy didn't even touch him. No, but I mean, how you let him get that ball, anyways? Right. You got to put yourself in position to block him out for sure. That's so bad. It's lazy. Yep. Good game back and forth. A lot of missed shots. I don't yeah. I don't like that Van Vliet shot at the end of the game. No, why he's going ISO with 30 seconds left. He runs almost the whole shot clock down when you're down. 22 seconds for a hardened step back three when the guy guarding you is like three inches taller than you. I think that they got a little shook when Lowry fouled out. That right, that's, just... that's where that ball should have been going, but he wasn't there. And that's his Please. fault. He totally hooked the guy coming down for that rebound and then had him do the replay. So they could watch in slow-mo him coming down and hooking the guy's arm. A lot of bad free throw shooting, though. I hope that doesn't cost the Celtics. Well, I hope it does cost the Celtics in the next series. God, are I think we it'll be interesting. The heat? Yeah. I guess I don't so. think – I think whoever wins the West is going to win it all, but that's another story. So did you watch any of that Clippers-Nugs game? I did. I'm rooting for the Clippers to win the series because I think they have the best chance to beat the Lakers. Um, God, you just got to root for Denver when they're in there. Can they? I really want them to do back-to-back 3-1 comebacks. I think that would be fantastic. be a great story. be crazy. The guy who started the COVID in the NBA <laughs> leads his team. That'd be pretty good. What guy? 
Are you thinking of Gobert that's on Utah? Yeah, I'm the wrong guy. Yep. Straight up all your brain there. No, Jokic played real good tonight. He had a bunch of clutch threes. Crazy Jokic full court lob passes. I loved he's, all of it. He's got to be one of the best passers in the NBA. Maybe of all time as a big man. The guy can pass the ball. He's definitely up there. Yeah, Murray looked good. They got some clutch threes from some from all over the place. They just they got down big early, and I was like, all right, this game's over. And then I looked at the score, and I was like, wait a minute, what? Denver's winning? Okay, let's watch this game. Yeah, I think they were down 16 at one point. Yeah, they started off on like an 11-0 run in the fourth quarter, and they just kind of pulled away. It was nice. <laughs> so I'm sure the Clippers will end up winning the series, but it's nice to see Denver uh, staying and fighting, and I think Murray's going to be really good um, going into next year. I think that's going to be a fun team, especially if Porter has another year of playing well. What a job yeah. by Mike, Mike Malone, too. Yeah. Uh, Lakers are up 3-1. I'm sure that series is over. And then the Heat are our other team. So. I think it's going to be L.A., L.A. And then obviously it's already Heat Celtics. I think it's going to be good Eastern and Western Conference Finals. I think, I think personally it's going to be Clippers, Celtics, if I had to be a betting man. I'd say Clippers Heat if I had to pick. I don't know, that time off, I don't know how that's going to do for the Heat. The, like, four days or whatever? That's a long time in the bubble. It's like two weeks in bubble time. Yeah. Now, the Heat look good. They, they're scrappy. They play good defense, and they've been hitting a million threes, which we'll see I if think, they can keep that up. I think Jimmy Butler might be able to check Tatum, too. Yeah, I think so, too. They've got a really good defensive team, so I think that'll work out. All right, let's move on to the MLB. We're coming down the home stretch here. These 60 games have gone pretty quick. We're down, like, like, last 15 games or so. Yeah, it's crazy. I think, yeah, playoffs are starting here. It's just going to be weird, you know, basically half the teams make the playoff, 16 teams. Definitely going to be weird in that. Um, a lot more, uh, a lot more series. I like the three game series to start it out. Anyone can win. It's going to get scrappy. It's going to have like a March madness feel. Well, what's nice though, is that if you have the better record, you get to host all three games. So that's nice. That is nice. But then they're going to have to go back to traveling. Well, no, they're, they announced the bubble rules for the MLB today. They're playing, um, they're playing in like specific stadiums throughout the country. They're playing in uh, Dodger Stadium. They're playing in a couple other ones. I think the two Texas ones. Yeah. So, uh, well, interesting to approved. see how well they execute the bubble. Yeah, they're going to have to get it approved by the union first, I think. There's no way they say no to that. No, it's. I heard it's going to be like close to a billion dollars in TV revenue. Yeah. For the postseason. It's going to be definitely worth watching. I'm excited for that. I love a good upset, and I love what a three-game series could do for that, especially when it's all pitching. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of teams that don't normally make the playoffs are be making the playoffs, too. You get you know, hot with a couple good starts here. You move on to the next round. You never know what's going to happen. Yep. 
going to be a good one for sure. We're going to have a lot of sports going on at the same time. At least golf's done, so we got one out of the way, but we still have all – we all have, we have – Doing the have, U.S. Open next week? Oh, I take that back. We still have golf. This is crazy. Yeah. We had like six major sports going at the same time on Thursday night. So I love it. It's crazy. We went from uh, nothing to talk about to too much to talk about in one episode of sports. I love all of it. I'm here for all of it. Uh, I think that's all we got for sports. Is there anything else you got, Troy? That's all I got this week. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Um, thank you for joining us on our Zoom call, Troy. Thank I you enjoyed staring me. at you and your gray hair in this Appreciate little tiny it. window on my computer. Wait, that's a wall behind you? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Spivey Special on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'll have a couple polls up this week. I don't know what they'll be about. Maybe polls about polls or polar bears or something. We'll come up with something fun. And uh, you can check us out on our website, spiveyspecialpodcast.com. Make sure to follow us on the Podbean app, which is where we host our website. We might have a couple future live episodes coming up. And you won't, the only place to watch it is on the Podbean app. So make sure you're joining us there. Troy, you got anything else? Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. Later. Later.